0: It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. Red Friday with ESWL. Streamline
1: your business procurement by making them an approved vendor.
0: Good evening, welcome to Red Friday and following a week of mixed emotions which we'll talk about shortly. It's game number three of nine this month tomorrow. Vincent Johnston at Visit Pitodry, We'll also look ahead to the rest of the weekend action. We'll have the latest guesses on the predictor as well as the current league table. And after the disappointment of Sunday's Betfred Cup final reversal at the hands of Celtic, We experienced the perfect tonic at Ibrooks with Scott McKenna's goal, inflicting the host's first home league defeat
2: of the season. McGinn comes forward, whips the ball in with the right foot, flicked on it towards the back post, and it goes! A goal for Aberdeen! Scott McKenna! Oh, a terrific start for the Don, six and a half minutes gone. Rangers nil,
0: Aberdeen won. I'm Dave McDermott join me Andrew Shiny and Dave Galloway and Andrew we'd have the emotions Sunday it was it wasn't all doom and gloom but it was real disappointment after the loss at Hamden but uh, what better way to get ourselves back up and running
2: well yeah um, I think it it could have been an all doom and gloom programme tonight had we not got that result but uh, we've almost forgotten the the cup final disappointment now with the euphoria of, of winning at Ibrox Scott McKenna scoring early on yes we had to play for half an hour against Rangers with only ten men after Sam Cosgrove was totally unjustifiably sent off. Uh, but I never thought that Rangers were going to score. We were so solid defensively, so tight as a unit, and uh, Joe Lewis, when called upon, did what Joe Lewis does so regularly and, and make saves. And uh, you know, it was a fairly comfortable victory for Aberdeen when you when you look back. Although it was a very nervy 90 minutes or 95 minutes at Ibrox on Wednesday night, but. Great win.
0: Yeah, it's a perfect start to a busy, busy league December programme, Dave. Absolutely, Dave, and Derek McInnes is hailing his side for the way they bounced
3: back from that cup final defeat. Delighted with what everybody
4: gave on the night and we get what just rewards we a very important three points. Same three points available for tomorrow and we um we're gonna to have to play well against a team who has been in good form of late. St Johnston and um you know, so we've got it all to do again. Um, a big effort physically tomorrow from everyone again. Third game in six days. and um, But hopefully the confidence, as you said, uh, from the result will help us try and deliver another good
0: performance. One of the many stats, Andrew, which we were talking about was it's the first calendar year since 1983 that we've won in, uh, in Glasgow at Hamden Celtic Park. And Ibrox.
2: Yeah, so I think those who label Aberdeen as being big game bottlers uh, really need to look at things again because that game at Celtic Park, albeit it was the last game of the season and Celtic were looking forward to a title party, it was still a game that they wanted to win or at least not lose because they had that proud home record under Brendan Rodgers. They did lose because Aberdeen had to win the game. Aberdeen had to bounce back from the, the League Cup final disappointment on Wednesday night. They did do that and we beat Rangers in a, a Cup semi-final at Hamden as well. So uh, I, th- I think the, the team has shown that on the big occasion they can rise to those occasions. Now what we're looking for is a bit of consistency uh, between now and the end of the year and the league table can look very different to what it looks at the moment.
0: Yeah, Dave, we, we played two cup finals against Celtic um, t- two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the League Cup, uh, we, we just didn't turn up. The Scottish no. Cup, we we were so close and last Sunday was very reminiscent of that one. Yeah, I thought Aberdeen's performance was excellent
3: against Celtic. Celtic were really restricted um, by Aberdeen's play Aberdeen's tactics were absolutely spot on all that was missing was just a just a little bit of um, extra something up front uh, that that was all that was missing and there was that little um, lapse in concentration that was all that kind of marred the, the, the occasion but looking at the, the previous two matches Scott McKenna says there are plenty positives to take
5: the game on Sunday we lost and we were were bitterly disappointed I thought we performed pretty well the limited cell took to very few chances when we just didn't carry enough of an attacking threat to to get the goal that we needed but uh, we took confidence from that on the back of the disappointment and took it into Wednesday I thought everyone was excellent tonight, even going down to 10 men I thought we played that well that it was actually comfortable with 10 men we never really felt in any real danger of losing that's no, good and we just need to try and try and take that in the next few games that are coming thick and fast
0: Big talking point Andrew over the, both games was uh, refereeing decisions and uh, it's unfortunate we said on this programme last week let's hope we're not talking about Andrew Dallas on Sunday and that's exactly what happened
2: Yeah it was a ludicrous penalty decision the one on Sunday first of all it's outside the area secondly Dom Ball heads the ball onto his own hand how can that be deemed deliberate handball but then to top it off Andrew Dallas then goes and produces an, an even more perplexing penalty decision in the this, St this Johnston Hearts game so I'm looking forward to seeing what he can come up with at, uh, at Livingston tomorrow because he's in charge of the game against St Mirren and uh, you know other than that uh, both referees uh, for the Aberdeen games Dallas and Stephen McLean haven't covered themselves in glory at all uh, with some of their decisions but you just have to live with these, unfortunately, and get on with things. It does seem that there's too many
0: high profile decisions uh, that are quite frankly just wrong decisions not just for Aberdeen Dave we saw it at the Hearts Rangers the Rangers goal morelli 's goal for the, the winner which was clearly not not just him it was offside Morelis it was three Rangers players in an offside position the assistant is in an absolutely perfect position to see what's happening you can, you can see why people think there's some sort of conspiracy going on
3: that's absolutely spot on. Correct, um, David. You know there have been so many just this season, um, or just in in the last uh, while, not even throughout the whole of this season. There's been so many baffling decisions, and you know everybody can see that it's the wrong decision. Derek McInnes has obviously got a strong opinion on this. He says VAR must be seriously looked at. I don't think
4: we should just dismiss VAR because it is, is expensive. I know obviously we're not wash with money in Scottish football and it would need to be something we'd look at, but um, for me you've got to see the benefits of a VAR It's going to come into every top flight league. In every major competition in, in world football within time, we should be um, making sure that we're doing all we can to have fewer controversial instances And an instance that, major incidents and major calls that have real impacts and bearings on the game and, and results, surely we all want that.
0: Thankfully, though, Andrew, the um, the penalty don ball, penalty incident, it d- didn't, at the end of the day, make a difference um, on Wednesday, Sam sending off. We still won the game, but uh, which really shows how strong the two performances were.
2: yeah, I think um, it shows the character of the Aberdeen side that uh, despite appearing to be up against twelve at times, uh, they still battled their corner and, and they got through. Let's just hope that Don Robertson has a nice, quiet game at Petori tomorrow.
0: Yeah, we're looking tomorrow, Dave, for a, a referee that's not mentioned other than announcing his name when we, we give out the, the team lineups. But, uh, you know, it's important that we do take those two fantastic performances, albeit we didn't get the right result last Sunday, and into what is such a busy month. For sure, Dave. Derek uh, says
3: he's delighted with his men's performances versus the old firm. There's been a real resilience about the team against two very good sides. We're up against two 10
4: million strikers. You know, Morelos um, repeatedly that type of money had been offered for him and Edward Costing that, dealing with a lot of top players in both teams. You know we've dealt and nullified the threat and made. Um, set up to make sure we were difficult to play against and try to counter the threats of the opposition and give us a chance but what's been underlying in all of that is a real drive and determination from each and every player.
0: Defensively we've been very very good, there was a real worry when we knew that Michael Devlin wasn't going to make the final but Andy Considine came in, you know two left footed centre backs but uh, they, McKenna and Considine worked so well as a unit in both games.
2: Yeah, particularly I think on uh, Wednesday night at Ibrox, I thought Andy Considine was outstanding in that game, Scott obviously gets the plaudits, he scored the winning goal, uh, but he was very solid and right at the death he produced a, a goal-saving challenge to prevent Rangers getting an equaliser And you know, Derek's there talking about we've been up against two £10 million strikers I think these two strikers have been up against a £20 million rated defender to be perfectly honest, when you see some of the money that is being bandied around down south
0: Not only the centre-backs Dave, but uh, Max Lowe on the left, Shea Logan on the right. Right, they're playing their part as well. So many positive plus points from that
3: uh, performance at Ibrox and the one before at Hamden. Scott McKenna is telling us the team's been defending well as a unit.
5: We kept quite a few clean, clean recently, and it's something we, we need to continue doing. But it doesn't, it doesn't really matter who's playing. I think uh, there's an onus on the full team to work hard to try and keep the ball in net, and I think we've seen that in the last couple of games well obviously Sunday we lost a goal but it was just one lapse in concentration for the majority of the game we kept Celtic pretty quiet but uh, as I said it's up to everyone to try and keep the ball at the net and as a defender you take extra pride in it
0: and important that uh, that starts and continues tomorrow afternoon when St Johnson come calling and uh, there's been some tousy struggles against the Saints
2: in recent times yeah there's been a lot of close games there weren't any last season um, we scored 10 goals in the three league victories against St Johnson last year but it was a one one all last time we played them. Obviously, up until Wednesday night, they hadn't conceded any goals in about six games, I think it was. Uh, but uh, Aberdeen will fancy their chances. If they can defend as, as well as they did in the last couple of games, then I've no worries about keeping Matty Kennedy and Tony Watt out. I'd like to see a wee bit more going forward, but. Connor McLennan Niall McGinn uh, whoever it is that replaces the suspended Sam Cosgrove up front uh, they'll fancy scoring goals none more so than Niall McGinn who's scored 10 against the Saints in his career so far And uh, yes St
0: Johnston uh, The first of Quite a few home games Before the end of the month Dave And important that we make uh, The the games at Pataudry Count In an effort To move up that table Yes Dave And Derek McInnes Is calling on the team To to build momentum And
3: make home advantage Count We've
4: got to make sure That the same level of Determination Desire to get the three points is, Is applicable tomorrow again Because It'll be different games It'll be more honest On us being the home team It'll be more honest On us to try and create and all the rest of it but we're up against a team in good form and we'll give them every respect as we have done uh, both Rangers and Celtic and it's important that we try and now and we've got some home games coming up in December, it's important we try and uh, maximise that as, as best we can in front of our own supporters.
0: Uh, St Johnston, they will make it difficult last season apart. Um, Joe Shaughnessy, a player we know well, Andrew, and uh, doing very well at St Johnston, and of course,
2: captain inside now. Yeah, Big Joe's, uh, you know, he, he took to the, the game at uh, St Johnston like a fish to water. He. he often played it right back for Aberdeen. I think when he went into uh, his true position, as centre-back at at Saints, he's just blossomed. But, you know, I I think Aberdeen have got enough to be going into this game confident of getting three points at home. Although, you're right, St. Johnston won't make it easy. And the fact that they did concede so few goals uh, over the last month and a half would suggest that we're going to have to be pretty good up top taking any chances that we managed to fashion out.
0: Still relatively early in the season Dave but we do know that a win and I'm sure the manager will make the, the point to the players that a, a win against the, the Perth side tomorrow will take us above them yes this this is very much the the
3: case Dave uh, St Johnson I think much improved this season Tommy Wright Scotland playing some really entertaining stuff Scott McKenna, he's ready for a tough test against an on form side
5: they'll be very high in confidence as you said winning five out of seven games it's a, it's a great run and as well as I think they've kept a new clean sheet record for their club so uh, they'll be full of confidence and it'll be up to us to, to try and break them down and, and get the
0: goals We'll continue our build-up to Aberdeen against St Johnson here on Red Friday after these It's time to talk football It's time to talk Dons It's North Sound 1's Red Friday you're listening to North Sound 1's Red Friday. I'm Dave McDermott. Joining me tonight, as ever, Andrew Shiny and Dave Galloway. And, uh, Andrew, the, the probably the main talking point apart from the game itself last Sunday was the horrible injury to, to Gary and it's just we're all just uh, so pleased that he seems to have made uh, or he's on his way to a full recovery because it,
2: it did look pretty bad. It did, I mean uh, you, you saw the reaction of Graham Shinney immediately uh, calling for the medical team to come on and nice to see that uh, Gary on social media today uh, thanked everybody involved in, in dealing with him so promptly on the pitch at Hamden and then again in hospital in Glasgow, and I believe you spoke to him at Petordi today, Uh, he's on the road to recovery. There's not going to be any chances taken with his health at all. Uh, So it does look like we may have to wait a couple of games, perhaps before we see Gary in action once again. But uh, the good news is that uh, Gary is fit and healthy.
0: Yeah, but... uh contrary, Dave, to what the manager was saying after the game last Sunday, obviously there's always this conflict between the medical staff who who are going to make sure that the, the player is absolutely ready to play and the manager wants just wants his players back, doesn't he? Yeah, I think you have to err on the side of caution,
3: particularly when it's a, a head injury and, you know, thank goodness I would echo those sentiments thank goodness it looks like he is well on the road to recovery because it looked really really bad just seeing him lying there clearly out cold and panic on a lot of faces you saw so uh, Niall McGinn uh, his reaction he looked absolutely horrified at his head in his hands but thank goodness he's, he's well and truly on the mend. The manager says GMS won't make tomorrow but he might be ready for the forthcoming visit of Livingston.
4: Not this weekend not where um, we're still hopeful could be available for Tuesday he's with the medical staff at the minute But Bright, he was in the restroom Wednesday He was uh, in good spirits Obviously he's took ugh, a hell of a dunt uh, to the head And we need to make sure we do things properly by him But he, he certainly looks to be as if he's, he's going the right way And there's protocol that we have to stick to But he's got a chance for Tuesday
0: Yes, so Gary, M- M- Mackay, Stephen Definitely out for tomorrow We'll heard from the Aberdeen camp Let's hear from the St Johnson manager, Tommy Wright
5: Aberdeen, even though they lost the cup um, had a good performance against Celtic and they've showed a lot of character to bounce back from that disappointment to put a great performance at Ibrox so they'll be uh, buoyant they'll see that the game's in hand and with Celtic and Rangers dropping points they'll see that um, Saturday's another good opportunity for them to try and you know, move up the table the other side is we, we feel exactly the same we feel that um, we can go there and put a performance we can get as a result
0: Tommy Wright there, one piece of good news this afternoon that uh, Conor McLennan has signed a new deal uh, which takes him up to the end of season 2020-21 and uh, good timing because Conor, first of all, he he makes uh, an appearance, not not one that he would have wanted to make uh, in the cup final coming on for Gary and then gets a start. Uh, on his first visit to Ibrox he was telling me ever um, yeah, uh-huh. and he is an Aberdeen fan and uh, he, he certainly didn't let the side down in either game
2: no definitely didn't I mean uh, I've been hugely impressed with what I've seen from Conor McLennan playing for the first team I've seen him a lot obviously uh, playing for the different age groups and he's always looked like one who was capable of, of going to the next level but to see the way that he he came on on Sunday and took the game to Michael Luce and put him under lots of pressure and then again at Ibrox on Wednesday that was only his second start for the first team and uh, he he never looked out of place at all he worked solidly Uh, he was a threat going forward and I'm delighted that he's committed his future to Aberdeen long term because uh, Everybody that you speak to about Connor says he's a a young man with a huge future.
0: Yeah, and uh, hopefully, Dave, it's uh, the first of uh, a few that are going to extend their deals because uh, we're getting to that time of year, the transfer window is not that far away and there'll be more speculation on who's staying, who's likely to go and who's coming in with big bids. Yes, Dave, and... Obviously, one name which will definitely
3: be coming well and truly under the spotlight is uh, Scott McKenna. We know that there have been multi-million pound bids already uh, rejected. It's I think it's a case of if you want to even talk about buying them, you know, you know, come up with a, a, reasonable, a reasonable bid uh, and then they might even consider it. But anyway, speculation, according to the big man himself speculation over his future is not a distraction
5: it's happened the last couple of transfer windows now and it's it's, it's more normal for me it's easier for me to just put it to the back of my mind and just concentrate on playing for Aberdeen and I'm sure that's what we we'll, will do in January again
0: well before we go to the predictor let's get the views for tomorrow's game from the kid in the kit room
1: Aberdeen must be still buzzing after beating Rangers the second time this, this season. I think the score is going to be 1-0 to the Dons and I think it's going to score is number 9 James Wilson <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think we'd all be delighted if James uh, scores tomorrow Right, time now for the predictors. so I'm delighted to say that we're joined representing the Red Army today in the studio is Callum Sheriff's Good uh, evening, Callum, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, I'm doing well I'm excited to be on
0: Well, you'll need to do better than uh, you, <laughs> you've got Russell Anderson with two last week and uh, Mark Reynolds with two the week before So Not a uh, lot to beat no, but Andrew, give us uh, <laughs>
2: the latest update Having said that uh, to, to, you haven't a lot to beat, we didn't exactly cover ourselves in glory last week Dave, you got one, yeah. I got one Dave G, you got five and as we've said, Russell got two so the score's in the doors now, Red Army 52, Dave Galloway 59 myself 62 and Dave McDermott 64. Yes,
0: still We're way out in closer. front, yes uh, uh, a, a sort of wee flash in the pan there Dave, you'll be back where you where you belong very shortly probably. Right, um, let's uh, have a look at tomorrow's games, Dave will start Start with you. Starting with the the one at Celtic Park, and it looks a cracker. Celtic against table toppers Kilmarnock.
3: Yeah, terrific tussle. Very much on the cards for this one, Dave. Killie are top of the table on merit, and this will be a close one. But for me, Celtic to edge it 2-1.
2: Okay, Andrew? That's exactly the same scoreline as I've got. I think it'll be a good game, but uh, the fact that Celtic drop points in midweek, Brendan Rodgers will revert to probably his cup-winning team and they'll just be that little bit too strong for Kilmarnock. But watch out for Greg Stewart and Eamon Brophy. I think they'll cause the Celtic defence problems.
0: Callum?
1: Uh, I also have 2-1. I think that Celtic will probably pose a threat to Kilmarnock uh, but I think Killy will get that one goal in Edgeway.
0: OK I've gone for 2-0 Celtic Andrew Hamilton against
2: Hibs <sighs> How do you guess with these two sides at the moment? I mean, Hamilton, you thought, great win at St Mirren. Then they've got to go to Dundee. They can cement uh, that good uh, forward momentum. They get pumped 4-0. Hibbs can't seem to buy a win at the moment, but I do think Hibbs will prevail tomorrow. I've gone for a 2-1 victory for Hibernian.
0: Okay, Dave? Uh,
3: I've gone for 3-1 Hibs Dave um, Aki's as Andrew's touched on on the end of that thrashing at Dundee in midweek Hibs certainly not firing on all cylinders but they'll get a, a much needed win
1: Callum I've got 1-1 I think they'll be a bit shaky after the midweek football but I think it will be a 1-1 draw
0: OK I've gone for a 2-1 Hibs victory Dave, Hearts against Motherwell Uh, 1-1 for me
3: Uh, The Well stuck with Celtic on Wednesday uh, Very well indeed And they got a good
2: battling draw And I can see the same results Andrew I'm going to go 1-0 Hearts Because I just don't trust Motherwell They beat us Then they go and lose to Livingston Then they get a good result against Celtic They're going to fall again
1: Callum uh, I'm going 2-0 Hearts even though Motherwell performed well in midweek I think they'll be a bit tired so 2-0 Hearts
2: Okay I've gone 2-1 Hearts say uh, Andrew Livingston St Mirren Well the big question is going to be what kind of penalty is Andrew Dallas going to award in this one could be one and <laughs> They'll have Livin- to go some to top that on oh, Wednesday hey, with that guy anything is possible uh, but uh, to be serious I uh, I do think St Mirren although they got a draw Midweek against Hibbs will find it tough Against Livingston Who are virtually Unbeatable at home 2-1 to Livingston
3: Okay Dave Um, Home advantage To count here for me Dave Uh, 1-0
1: to Livy Callum I don't think there's much Attacking power In either team So I'm going 0-0 Okay,
0: that'll be exciting. And uh, mm. I'm going for a 2 2 draw. Uh, Dave, Dundee against Rangers. That's an interesting one. Indeed.
3: Um, Dundee's evergreen striker Kenny Miller at the age of 38 after his hat trick against Hamilton. He'll be, you know, really fired up to face his former side, as will the rest of the Dark Blues team. But Rangers will be hurting after losing to Aberdeen. I'm going to go
2: Dundee 1, Rangers 2. Okay, Andrew. I've gone 2 1 to Rangers as well. It'll will be a tough battle for them they're going to have to show far more creativity than they did against Aberdeen I thought they were woeful uh, in terms of um, trying to prize the Don's defence open but Dundee at home against big sides they tend to fall uh, and I think Rangers will edge it
1: okay Callum I think Rangers will want to try get back on track after the defeat in midweek I think that will it will be 2 0 Rangers.
0: Okay, and I've gone for 3 1 Rangers. Finally, the big one to last, eh, Andrew Aberdeen against St Johnston.
2: Well, um, I've gone 3 0 for Aberdeen. Um, I think if we can get an early goal, A nice big crowd behind us and as we've said earlier on in the programme the incentive that we can go ahead of St Johnston in the the league table and who knows if if, uh, Hearts were to lose we could in fact climb up to fourth Uh, I think the Dons will win and the goals Stevie May, I fancy to get one of them
3: Okay, Dave? The Dons, they'll be on a high of course after that excellent win at Ibrox and they played very well also in a narrow cup final loss to Celtic St Johnson, a very good team on an impressive seven game unbeaten run with six clean sheets as well Aberdeen to win a tight 1-2-1 Callum
1: I'm going 2-1 as well um, I think the kid in the kit room is probably right I think Callum Wilson will probably score one of those goals
0: I've gone for 2-0 to Aberdeen And we've run right out of time That's your lot for Red Friday We'll be back same time next week Aberdeen against St Johnston Tomorrow at the Tawdry, 3 o'clock pickoff. off Enjoy It's North Sound 1's Red Friday